0: This episode is about the ambient isolation project started and run by Al Circuit, where recordists from around the world came together to create a series of recordings of the current strange times. Times got even stranger here in America recently, and this episode was recorded before all of that happened. So we were pretty lighthearted within our conversation, and that lightheartedness may not match the tone. Of the world this week. But the recordings themselves are beautiful and poignant and quiet. So if you'd like to hear the context of the recordings, listen on to this part of the episode. If you need to just jump to the quiet, grab your podcaster, skip over to part B of this episode.
1: You're listening to Tone Benders, the Sound Designers Podcast. Let's
0: do this. Welcome to Tone Benders. My name is Renee Coronado, and with me today, as always, it's Tim Muirhead. Hey, Tim. Hey, Renee. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. We got a cool little art project today that we're doing with the creator of the Ambient Isolation website, Al Circuit. How are you doing, Al?
1: Good, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for jumping on, man. No, is, no problem. This is going to no. be fun. So the project is Ambient Isolation. It is a crowdsourced field recording project where recorders from all over the world volunteered the recordings that they made during the period of lockdown. Tell me about what it felt like when you first went out into the world after the lockdown and, and just noticed how different it was actually starting to
1: sound. That was the whole thing about me starting this. I noticed it on day one with the drop-off we're being so close in i can see the london eye i can see a lot of buildings in central london and the, the the whole background level just sunk you open our windows in the morning every day and it was just like oh my god that's incredible so
0: did london have a lockdown all at once or was it gradual how did it happen there
1: no it just all it happened on one day the three weeks before it, everybody was saying we should be locking down we should be locking down and then You could feel it edging off. My son had been kind of told he didn't have to come in if he didn't want to. And then the government just said, okay, no one's to go to work. Everyone's to do this. And that was the day that it was really noticeable. And I think by the Wednesday, I'd started to get this going, get the project going. So I knew that there was probably a very short window to get the absolute silence that I was hoping for. And I'm glad that I folded it up as such in the, the shared folder because you can really see the March stuff and the first week of April because I did it on the day that people gave it to me. You are guaranteed that that's in that little kind of golden moment of silence and I went back and listened the other day and it's there's some amazing stuff. Will Cohen, I think, did the most incredible London stuff because he properly went out and he went to the busiest places and got nothing there. <laughs> And if you know when you look at it's looking at those pictures not that we need the pictures for the sound but a friend of mine Anthony who's a key worker was allowed to travel around and went into one of the biggest train stations in London with an H4N did some recording and uh, you just think it's just a big cavernous place then you hear one person's footstep and a train announcement and you just go oh my lord I'm in a You suddenly realize where you are. I've described it as the bits in between the silence that are giving that sense of space and that sense of nothingness, really. So how did you
0: move from the realization that the world sounds totally different to the inception of the actual ambient isolation project?
1: I spoke to my daughter. Being a sound person, everything's... (laughs) You discuss sound at every moment in your day, really. And... We were just chatting. I realised she was going to be in lockdown and friends of hers have all got projects to do this and they're going to learn the guitar and all these kind of different things. And I said, "What do you want to do a project? Let's pick something. I said, we can go around recording the house. We can record. Let's do a recording of you speaking. I'm always recording the kids and just filing it away. And I said, what's interesting for me is the quietness all of a sudden. She said, oh, well, let's record all of that. I said, well, why don't we try and get everybody to record it? And she was like, oh, how will we do that? We just phone all your friends. We'll get all your friends to record it. I said, we can do that. And that's when the idea of getting her to understand a bit more of the, the pitfalls and the positives of, of social media. She's just about to go to senior school. And we had a phone ready to give her. And we want her to be aware that it's a dangerous place out there. It's it's not all yeah. It's not all laughs and giggles with your friends as it is at the moment. It can be quite nasty out there for no reason sometimes. So I thought I'd kind of involve her in in one account. So she's aware of the account. She doesn't have access to it, but whenever I post something, I show her and I show, especially now as everyone's been so positive and so lovely, show everybody's responses and how great. Oh, that's great. And oh, we should try this. And so that kind of came about from then. And we realized we did have to get it done quite quickly. So she's been sort of, of the project. I will invoice her at the end for my time, which she won't like. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I don't think she quite understands what my rate is at the moment, but there you go. (laughs) So what has her reaction been? What's her opinion of the whole thing? She's amazed. She comes down here in the morning. She has her work to do. So we come down to the studio and she sits at the end of the table here and she gets on with her schoolwork in her Google Classrooms and, and doing all that. While I sit here and I download all the submissions from the last few days or the last day and I play them out loud so while she's working we're doing little tours of different parts of the world so I'm like oh hang on stop a minute this is an alleyway in Beirut and we get the map up because I've put maps on everybody's pages so we get a map up so she can see so I'm trying to be educational in my slightly half-arse way (laughs) but it gives her I think it's interesting for her to see it and not just the social media side but to look at the website and we talked about how are we going to do the pages what information could we fit on there what would be interesting to people so she listens to me when it's like people will be interested in the mics and the recorder and the location and the time of day and I've only had a couple of people come back to me and go oh can you use a different recording (laughs) And I've not changed one. (laughs) I've stuck with my initial, that's what I found interesting straight away. Okay, well, we'll go with that. So,
0: Yeah, that was an interesting thing about the brief is that you definitely wanted to restrict us all to five minutes. But then outside of that, we were able to give you multiple different takes and different iterations that were each five minutes long. My first contribution was just my backyard. And then a little while later, one of the other ones that I'd caught was an ice cream truck. And it was the most surreal thing in the world to me because it was early, early in the lockdown. And it was still like just a global anxiety level was really, really high. And there was just fear of like encountering other human beings generically in that moment. And it was so weird for an ice cream truck (laughs) to be rolling down the street. yeah, (laughs) Like right in the middle of that moment. And it felt like, is that genius or is that horrible? Yeah.
1: But it is, it's those sounds in between and Ingrid Simon sent some stuff from Brussels and it was just incredible because it's in that moment after everyone had got over that anxiety you talk about. And okay, okay, we can go outside. I can talk to one person. So There's not marauding crowds of teenagers going down the street, which we get here because there's a senior school nearby and they all pile out. But it is just those strange moments and a lot of the stuff that came in from Amsterdam via Gillis and a lot of his students that he very kindly got involved, was absolutely incredible. Because it is, it's this very surreal, with Amsterdam, with the big buildings, wonderful slap down the streets. Um, And there's a guy called Book as well, and actually going back over his stuff is just incredible. It's three or four streets away that would have been buried in general city noise is now... You just feel like almost you want to hear a can being kicked. Yeah. If it happens again, I'm going out and making sounds two streets away by banging drums and stuff and see what happens. But the other unique opportunity has been just the lack of air traffic.
0: Yeah. In my part of the world, it's been raining a lot in right. the last two months. Just rain, 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 rain. And the recordings that I've been able to make of, of just COVID rain <laughs> has been spectacular because there's never airplanes. Right. And it's just the cleanest, purest rain for hours at a time. <laughs> and, it's, and I know my window is closing, right? Yeah. And we're recording this at a time in which you've since closed the project. I'm right on the tail end of it. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about how you came to the
1: conclusion that, all right, our window is closed now. It was just uh, having listened day by day as new recordings come in. The stuff at the beginning, everybody would send me at least one track, which was pretty much nothing, and I'm saying, that that's fine. As a document, as a record of this moment, as with anything when you're trying to get submissions, you're not going for the extremes. The extremes are great, and they're the interesting ones, but you do want to feel like you're getting something of everything. One guy who's just submitted his sounds, he lives right by Heathrow. And I said, how close do you feel you can get to Heathrow without endangering yourself? And he said, I can get about a mile away. And I said, if there's any chance you could go and record, that would be great. Just record for 10 minutes, because we're all aware that there's a landing at Heathrow every minute and a half. So to have 10 minutes and okay, that was there and that was then and that will never happen again. But as I've listened to all the different sounds coming in, they're definitely getting noisier and people are saying... Oh, it's it's still quite quiet where I am and we're not fully out of lockdown yet. But I can see just on the waveforms, I chuck everything into Soundminer and I can just see these waveforms and drop them in. Totally changing, totally coming down. The last thing that will go in the library will be a set of recordings I did from 7.30 in the evening until 6 in the morning out the front of my house, which I've chopped up into sort of five or ten minute chunks. Just to kind of this is where it started. This was the idea where it started, that you just poke a microphone out of your window and that's the end of it. But yeah, I just think I've noticed the background level coming up. As the library's got bigger, I think it's become more popular. As much as it's for free and everyone's got it and I never put a restriction on who you could give it to, I, it's not something I could ever do and I wouldn't want to do. But I don't want people coming to me and just to get hold of the library. There's other ways of doing it. And if it means at the end of it, I offer the library as a charitable thing and people donate to charity, then that's great. As long as everyone who's shared their sounds is okay with that, then I'd be good with that.
0: One of the things that was very attractive to me about the, the concept of participating in the first place was, I guess, the way you set your parameters, the way it was, hey, this is going to be a crowdsource. People that contribute will be able to get everything, but everybody just be cool, man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of it. It was kind of everybody be cool and this will be cool.
1: Yeah, and, and I was very into that. Don't be a dick, basically. Yeah. It's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of other people doing this out there. Well, I say a lot of other people. I've seen at least three or four other setups of people gathering sounds. Some very long-standing websites and Twitter accounts, which are always asking for stuff from sounds from around the world, and that's cool. I never wanted to step on anybody's feet. I just know that what I was hoping for was a good set of recordings, high quality, interesting microphones. And to be brutally frank, people with the sensibility of sound recordists or sound editors who understand they're looking for something a little different, not crazy, not wacky. I listen to everything with a sound editor's head on of how I would use it. And it's interesting to see that people come from the other side of that and recordists were mainly trying to get perfect things. Sound editors were more kind of like, oh, some great, some kids playing next door or there's someone on a trampoline. And the art people, the people from an art or scientific background were completely different. It's just literally, there's the facts. I did what you asked. I put the microphone on the window so I hit play and I hear, you hear mic handling and knocks and stuff like that. But that's been great to have that different view of everything. And I thought that was important as part of the project as well. So I went out one day, not out, but on the internet and just searched for sound artists around the world and just emailed them, would you mind if you happen to be somewhere? And did that for nations as well. So try to contact people in different nations, go for their sound recording associations or sound editing associations and try to get them on board and yeah how many people contributed overall we are up to 177 and i've got three more in the library so we're up to up to 180. have you listened to every minute of every submission no good grief no <laughs> uh so i saw a tweet
0: today about somebody strung it all together it's two days worth of continuous recordings
1: Eski norholm who did one of my favorite recordings he did it mathematically working on bit rate and how much a minute is, and it would be in stereo, but obviously there's quite a lot of ambisonic stuff in there. So I don't think it's quite as long as he says, but still it's... yeah, It's a lot. Yeah. I do listen to each sound. I would drag in the folder from what I get into sound minor. I try not to change anything. The only thing I will do is copy the file name to the description and... Then I would just jump through each sound to make sure there was nothing too weird and that it would worked, okay. And then that's it. I' read the the names and try and find the the spikes that look interesting. and that's where I choose my minute or minute and a half from each person quickly export to m p three and and that's what goes on the website. so
0: well, it's a super cool project. Thank you. Something that we're gonna do with the back end of this episode is we've asked for the contributors to give us a little intro to the recordings that they've made. And so a couple of people have responded. So we're going to play some intros that people have made. We're going to play a couple minutes of each recording. And uh, it'll be just a nice little meditative collage of the beautiful thing that you put together there.
1: Thank you. As I said to my daughter, if a couple of people are are occupied and feel that they're being creative during this, then we've done a nice thing for some people who could have otherwise been quite stressed. So
0: I was on a Slack channel that Renee and I are on and someone mentioned that in addition to the world being quieter, there's other sounds that are different during this. And the one that he noticed was that when it's garbage day and everyone brings their garbage bag out to the end of the driveway, there's way more bottles clanking
1: and all the drive- <laughs> all the garbage. Yes.
0: <laughs> Guilty.
1: Uh, I think in one of my folders is the most beat up dump truck collecting the bins. And I think it's a 12 minute long recording. So I immediately went over my own allotted time space but it's it's the most squeaky creaky rubbishy thing
0: so to kick this off Al just pick a sound that you really identified
1: and that you really like and let us know what we're about to listen to here there was obviously a lot of really great recordings coming really interesting really hit the idea of the brief fantastically well the one that immediately hit me was from Esky Norholm who's in Copenhagen and he had a picture with it which is Out the back of his window, I think he's like the third or fourth floor up in a block. And there's a central courtyard area, quite large, I'd say football pitch size. And there's just one bird tweeting. And you can see in the picture, there's all these windows. So you kind of expect a lot of sound to be bouncing around, people having fun. But it's almost a testament to the moment. It was very early on in the recordings, the beginning of April, and... I think everybody was at that state of anxiety that you discussed and everyone was very anxious about going out and what doing and everyone had really locked down, not just from going out, but I think within themselves as well and was kind of doing their own thing at home quite quietly and just biding their time. And it's just the sound and I expected to hear the city coming over the top, people knocking around and maybe playing football in this area. And it was just this one bird with this amazing acoustic slapping off all these surfaces. And it almost just sounded like the bird was enjoying itself. It was just like completely owning the space that it was in. And I, I think I probably listened to that one more than anything else. I thought it was just a really beautiful sound. So I think that's my favorite so far.
0: Awesome. So we'll jump over to part two and just start to let the silence wash over us.
1: Dumb Bidders is produced by Timothy Muirhead, Renee Coronado and Teresa Morrow. Theme music is by Mark Strait. Send your emails to info at tonebenderspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter via at the Tone Benders and join Tone Benders Podcast on Facebook. Support this podcast. You can use our links when you shop at Amazon or b or leave us a tip. Just go to tonebenderspodcast.com and click the support button. Thanks for listening.